0: Uh, so today's topic is Chavdalit 24 and uh, we pick up right at the very bottom of Chachim uh, on the bat at the Gemara and now we start discussing some of the specifics about uh, what the moon will look like when it's a new moon and testing the witnesses and verifying whether what they said was even possible let alone that w- one testimony would correspond to th- another testimony so the Gemara says the following um, So the one question that was asked and I didn't want to read, was, was did you see the new moon before or after the sun? So to remind us okay this is the old moon, right? The, the moon moves counterclockwise relative to the sun. So the moon and when they are exactly lined up, what's that called again? Congruence. When junction. conjunction. They're exactly lined up. If that's completely dark because only the back of the moon is getting illuminated so the old moon is just a little bit off from the um, from in line with the sun and then it moves counterclockwise and then when it's visible to the new moon when it moves off the exact conjunction um, then did I say that right again? Okay. Yeah. Now, because that conjunction, that's the molud, but it's only visible a number of hours later when it's separate enough from the sun that it's not being, you're not sort of, it's not being blinded by the sun. And then it's, when it'll be visible, it'll be behind the sun. So the old moon is visible at the very end of night, right? Because it's right before sunrise. You see? Because it'll be in front, and then, but after sunrise, then it'll be too bright. You won't see it. And then at the end of the day, it'll set before the sun. So the the old moon is visible right before sunrise. (laughs) And the new moon is the opposite. By the new moon, you've got that the moon has moved just behind the sun. So after sunrise, you can't see it. It's too bright. But you will see it after sunset because the sun will have set and then the moon will be trailing behind. Okay, so that's the new moon. So the new moon is seen... So, the question was, whether you, did you see it before the sun or after the sun? And the answer has to be after the sun, okay? That's why the mission says, Koha HaOmer sneha HaChama Lo But now we have another question, which is, it says, to the north or to the south? Now, to the north or the south doesn't seem so relevant to us, but if you look at it a little bit differently, okay, the article actually has a very nice picture here. Okay, here's the person, okay? And if you think about this as... Don't, don't look at this as over him like this this is the horizon okay this is the east this is the west this is the north this is the south okay so the nor- a sun will go from the east to the west but the sun actually in the northern hemisphere goes, it goes at an angle where it's sort of like the angle of the sun is towards the south so in the solstice day uh, not the solstice in the equinox it's rising in the east going towards the south and setting in the west okay in the in the, um, in the winter, um, its path is shorter, so in the winter, its path looks like this, okay? Is that clear, right? It, it, it goes more, starts more from the southeast, it does on the southwest. Mm-hmm. In the summer, its path is longer, so it goes more like that, whoops, like that, okay? And sets more in the northwest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, so we are asking now, was it to the south or the north? But if you view, actually this will be a little bit more relevant to what we're going to say a second from now, but just keep in mind. Anyway, if you view the sun going here, is to say, is it to the south or the north? Actually, this is a little bit for the next Gemara. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, as what? Um, so the Gemara says, but let me just read that again. The Gemara says, haimu vishnei So in front of the comma is north because since it has. here, okay, this will be easier for this part. We'll into this in a minute. It it goes from the east to the, to the west, but it goes towards the south. Okay, so the bend, it goes towards the south, rising east, south and west goes to the south. So, this is what the merit says Hainul, Lishnei, is the north. Because after it sets, it's heading towards. Maybe I'll just need this as a better picture, so I'm, sure I'm going to ruin this. But if this is east and west, north, and south. So, that, if it, it sort of goes like that. Okay? right if you can sort of imagine, imagine it going in that direction so if it is we sneh hachama in front of the chama, it's more northern if it's behind the Khama, it's more southern since it's going towards the south is that clear like maybe this is, maybe because he's looking there if it's going from the east to the south and then setting the west so in front of the chama is more to the north and behind the Khama is more to the south so the Gemara just says yeah, this will come up in a minute so the says, I don't get why it's a difference before or after versus north south. In front of the moon is more towards the north because as it sets, after it sets, it's going more northerly. Behind the moon is to the south because it's, you know it's it's coming from the south and going towards the north. So Amar Baye, so Abayye says, no, the question of before and after is not, is it trailing or is it leading? That's one question. And there the answer has to be that it's trailing. It's actually a different question. Amar Baye, is it lacking, it's lacking, it's, it's indentation before or after? Now this is actually quite easy, right? Because the way you see the moon Right, I, right. Here's the sun. Which part gets illuminated? <coughs> the part that gets illuminated. Right. I mean, if, if, if it's directly on the line, you're not seeing it because yeah. only that gets illuminated. But once it gets a little bit off, right, the line, then you know, then this part gets illuminated, and you see the sliver. You don't see the whole thing, right? I mean, actually, right. You can't see all the of that gets illuminated, but you're only able to see that. You know, you're only able to see that, so you get to see a sliver like that. But anyway. you you might go quiet now but here's the point though here's the point which is relative to the sun right it has to be like this because it's Mm -hmm. only this part Mm -hmm. that is getting illuminated right the the lacking can't be facing the sun the part that is the part it's always the lit part that is facing the Mm -hmm. sun and the lacking that's away because it's always getting lit by the sun Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. So they says, If he says the lacking was the part facing the sun, the indentation, That can't be true. That can't be true. Dominion and fears with him. He makes peace in, his, in, in the in the supernal realms. <laughs> the the sun never saw the indentation, the lacking of the moon. The low and not the indentation of the of the um, rainbow. The Khalsa daata, the lacking of the moon because it's uh, it would become despondent, despair. Presumably the moon would become despair. You know, because the whole midrash that the moon wanted to be equal to the sun and it got minimized, so it's not enough that I'm smaller than the sun, but now the sun gets to see my, like, nakedness, now it gets to see my, you know, my lacking, so you can't face, so, he, so, so the part that's missing is always facing away, or you know? the moon yeah. is going to be too embarrassed, okay? And he never saw the indentation of the rainbow, so that the, that the worshipers of the sun should not say, he's shooting arrows, because... Right, this is what a, right, a rainbow looks like. Now, if you think of a rainbow as a bow, right, you shoot the arrows from mm-hmm. facing the indentation. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, is the reason Ramban says, you know, when, the, when it says, those, you know, those, what is the siman of the rainbow? The siman of the rainbow is that when you, like, surrender, you, like, hold your rainbow, like, you, you hold your, your archer's bow in the reverse right it's like you know if you hand over your gun like you know you hand it over this way so God is essentially saying to the earth like he's flipping over the bow like I'm not going to shoot down at you you know that's the, the symbolism the Ramban said so here's the point that the sun... Now, I don't know what it means that the sun never saw it. Does so oh, that mean that there can't be a rainbow and the sun can't be situated somewhere here in the rainbow? Somebody would have to tell me if that's true or not. Yeah. But if what it means is that usually, the, you know, the rainbow appears in the sky lower than the... I mean, if it means like the sun is always here, right? So then the sun is never using the rainbow because it's always flipped in the opposite direction to be able to be used. And if the rainbow were like this, so the sun would be shooting, could he be shooting arrows down at us. Okay, so somebody will have to find out whether that is true or not. Whether the sun is always higher than the arc of the rainbow. I don't know. I have no idea why it's true. All I know is I never realized, yes. I never made this connection that the raindrops of the marvel are the arrows. Hmm. That's good. I didn't make that connection either, but that well, could be. Yeah. That's, that's right. A good thing. uh, Right. So, anyway, somebody will tell. We will look up about the relationship of the sun to where rainbows are. But anyway, but the basic point is, is that now we're saying two things: the moon always has to be behind the sun, which would be, according to this way of describing it, to the south of the sun. Number one, and the lacking of the moon would always, have to, so it would always have to be behind the sun as well. Okay? So that's if you were to claim that the lacking was facing the sun, because obviously it doesn't work that way. Be, the indentation is always away from the sun. Okay, now the next point. How high was it off of the horizon? Which way was it pointing? If somebody says Now this isn't, it doesn't exactly seem to be explicating the Mishnah, but okay, let's do it. If it is to the north, the moon, then it is, then it's, then it were, then it's legitimate. Lidroma, to the south, Loram or Klum, he did not say anything. Now that's, Hard to understand because, again, the way we just understood it, if you're going to describe where it is trailing, we have to say it's to the south of the sun. I, okay? I, I understand. One minute. Let's go. Okay. Did we have a, anyway, it doesn't matter. We're going to have a contradiction. We have a bracelet that says the opposite. We draw mazvar kayamin to the south. It makes sense. We throw na to the north. It's not valid. Now, that at least works in terms of how we've been describing it here. But anyway, um, um, here you have a contradiction. So how are you going to resolve it? So, a low-kash, it's not difficult. It matters whether it is the summer or the winter. Now, what does that mean? So, Rafi has, compli- has an explanation that doesn't exactly, it's not complicated, but it doesn't exactly work, astronomically. The best explanation is the Meiri, which basically, and now you'll see why I go this short. Okay, so it rises in the east, goes to the south, and sets <coughs> in the west. Okay, but in the winter, it is a smaller arc. There's less daylight, so it rises in the southeast, and sets in the southwest. That's in the winter. In the, in the, um, that's this. This one here. In the summer, okay, in the, in the summer, it's longer, and it rises in the northeast, and sets in the northwest. So, the way that he reads it, the question is, where did the moon set? Where on the horizon? So one says, he has to say it set in the north. The other says, he has to say that the moon set in the south of the horizon. Lokasha, it depends if it's the winter or if it's the summer. If it's the winter, it'll set in the south. If it's the summer, it'll set in the north. Okay? And that's the way the Meiri reads it, and we are not going to try to unpack Rashi's explanation, which is much more difficult.
1: This is relative so, to Yerushalayim.
0: Yeah. I mean, for, for a person seeing it in Yerushalayim. Yeah. Now, by the way, the aspect of Yerushalayim is interesting, because as I mentioned yesterday, the previous mission Mishnah Yerushalayim, right, um, and called and, and mentioned Rebbe Leo Hazake right? So when there was a base on Mikdash, it was all taking place in Yerushalayim, mm-hmm. right? But now, as we're going to see in a minute, the post-base on Mikdash it all took place in Yavne. And we're going to see Rebbe Rebbe not hazakeh, and we're going to talk about it being in Yavne. We have the whole earlier story about Rebbe Akiva holding the witnesses up in Lod, where clearly they were on their way to Yavne. So uh, it's, it's really basically it's not it's wherever the witnesses saw. Right. So if you're accepting testimony in load and you have to accept it within twenty four hours, it really would be based on the line of sight of anybody within 24 hours of load. 24
1: or, hours of walking. Of walking, right. Yes. Well,
0: no, they could go by they could Go by horse. Go by, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. What
1: I wanted to understand yesterday was if this is all taking place in the Sanhatsu and doesn't the pronouncement have to be in the Sanhedrin in the Beta to No, no. Mm-hmm. No, no. The same kush, the same kush, kush really where we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, they have members of Sanhedrin though? In yeah. The we'll discuss. to
0: right. so the Gemara here does not, if I to discuss in so much detail what exactly is the uh you know who exactly is on the basin for kiddush shalosh. That gets discussed in the beginning of the first of Sanhedrin. But it does not have to be you know you need like the nasi and you need whatever. But it doesn't exactly have to be. I mean, it's true. I can't just say any self-appointed basin because obviously it needs to be the central basin. But if I remember correctly, it obviously has to be sort of like constituted by the nasi. But I don't. Don't think that could actually technically be members of the Sanhedrin because anyway they did kiddush hakodesh for hundreds of years after the Churban of and after the disbandment of the Sanhedrin. So yes.
1: I understand, I understand the shapes in the, and the and the dark side of the moon. There. Where's the position of the moon if you see a full moon like
0: an Where will you see? It? What time of night?
1: Yeah, no. How can you like draw like the, front, like, the full how it?
0: moon? You will see. You'll see a full moon. It'll always be. Like it should always be like. Well, here's the um, funny thing. Logically, oh. logically, you should see it, and somebody. Um, so, so when the, I'll just draw this very quickly. Okay, so the full moon will be when it's exactly opposite the sun. Okay, so here the sun right. is setting, and the moon is, is rising. Right? And then that's why that's a full moon, because you get the entire side right, illuminated. Ah. So therefore, you will see a full moon, at least in theory, that's the time not only is it full, but that it's visible the entire night. The sun sets, the moon rises. Right? It's halfway through the month. So it's exactly halfway away from the, from the sun. And then as the sun rises, the moon sets. Okay? So when you see a full moon, you should be visible the whole night. That's right. a stupid question, though. So
1: when the sun
0: sets yeah right
1: so it's on the other side of the it's on the other side of the earth from where you are yeah it's night
0: time yeah but it's still illuminating the moon right if you want to think about how this works three dimensions so and then we have to move up okay look 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 here's here's the earth I mean the sun is always where it is okay the sun is here but the the moon has moved from being here which it is at the beginning of the month But right? the moon goes around the earth right in a month the moon is the thing that's traveling yes. so the moon is here now as the earth is turning towards the east and it's sunrise right so you're, let's imagine you're here Right? Right. So you've now turned and it's now sunrise. You can't see the moon at all. Right. Right now, the earth continues to turn and now, you're turning away fully and it's sunset and now you see the moon that is fully illuminated by the sun. You're seeing the full moon. Which is what that was. except The earth is a physical bit of the sun. Right. So it doesn't matter. It's not... Exactly. Exactly. All right? All right. Let's keep on going. All right. Um... Tana Chadli Tzvona. Okay, he just did that. Lo kashakami yosakhan kashakami yosakishamim. Tana Rabanan. Echad omer gavoa beis mardeos. Echad omer gimel a Now, how about just describing like where it is in the sky? If some say that it's like two uh, which is like I don't know saddles higher than the horizon and the other said three so again like how precise are you expecting them to be then actually those are considered to be test to the same thing we allow for a little imprecision hey this might also mind you have other cases in Sanhedrin about what hour something took place if one says three and one says five that's too much assuming too much imprecision and therefore they are negated meaning you cannot say that they're testifying to the same thing you won't say that any one of them is definitely lying, and they could combine for another testimony. Rashi says what that means. It becomes a little interesting how this works out with other discussions in Sanhedrin. I'll just tell you, Rashi says it means that if another witness comes and says three, then he can work with the guy that said three. Another or another one says five, he can work with the guy that said five. These guys are not, you know, they're not. It, we can't Please. assume well, they're, not, well, they're not false witnesses. Um, you know, but uh, one of them obviously clearly is not saying the same thing as the other. You don't know which each one retains their being kosher and therefore they can combine with another witness. What? No one can
1: to be precise enough to say that to so the first Marzone, because we're giving them an example of
0: two in, in uh, oh, I don't know. That I don't know why. That's a good question. Like why we're assuming high, you know, that high off the horizon. I don't know enough to answer that. So, we saw it's a reflection in the water. Or we saw it through like a glass or a lantern. Or we saw it in the clouds. That's not enough because, you know, you might see some glowing and you might be confusing it where they say we saw half of it in the clouds or half of it in the reflection it's not good so the Gemara says one minute if you claim you saw all of it it's not good if you only said half of it and you saw it in a reflection of course it's no good no, Elohachikamah. kamar. v'mayim chetzir v'rekiyah. The other thing, they just saw half of it. We saw half in the sky, but the other half we only saw reflected. Or, I'm not exactly sure how that would be, but the other part is easy to understand. Chetzir v'avim chetzir berakia. We saw half directly and half covered in clouds. Chetzir v'ashashid chetzi berakia. We saw half through a glass And half in the and half a half in the sky. Even that's not good. You have to see it without any without any you know sort of interruption. Otherwise, you are concerned that you saw some glowing. You didn't exactly see the moon. We saw it, but then we didn't see, couldn't see it anymore. You can't testify. Is so the Gemara says, one minute. What, they have to see it nonstop? Besides which, the point is, is that the new moon is only visible for a few minutes. Right? This is the new moon. It's visible for a few minutes after sunset, and then it sets. So of course you saw it, and then you didn't see it. I mean, what, are you, what else happens? So the Gemara says, um, We saw it just like in passing. We were like, oh, you know, like, like incidentally we saw it. And then we went back and tried to say, hey, we can testify to it. Let's go check it out again, make sure that that's what we saw. And then when we tried to look at it in, like intentionally to testify about it, we couldn't see it you can't testify my or what's the reason maybe they just saw like a little round cloud ok so obviously you don't have to see it non-stop and you'll only have a few minutes to see it and it didn't say that you can only testify if you saw it with intent to testify that's an interesting amount of discussion that comes up in Makos and in other places about when you witness something do you have to intend to witness it in order to testify it doesn't say that but it does say that if you had a little bit of a doubt and you wanted to say let's double check and make sure we know what we saw and then you couldn't see it so there we have to assume that you didn't see what you thought you saw okay so that seems to be the point but if they, if they had stopped at stage one and said oh look we saw the moon let's go testify presumably that would be fine but the fact that they went back to double check and then they couldn't see it that's the problem okay moving on Rosh facing Omer mukudash. So that was a little bit more about what we can expect them to see. We're not done with that, but we're a little more astronomy. And now we get to the process of um, of what do you call it? Of the of the basin accepted the testimony and now going to officially sanctify the new month, the new month. So, rosh facing Omer mukudash. The head of the court says sanctified and everybody else repeats sanctified, sanctified so it shows basically something that is done by the obviously the, the, the person in charge the head the person who represents the Jewish community I mean this is the Jewish community essentially right establishing the calendar so the idea of this ritual of them responding I think is powerful because it's basically saying like they are because it's the idea of asher, as the Gemara will say asher chikru otam you the people get to figure out the calendar so yes our representative is doing it but that's of the you know of the of the uh, of the verbalizing our ascent and our acceptance of it is very powerful and that this is what creates the communal calendar. Yeah, I mean you don't go around. Okay, but whoever is there, whoever is present, but at least it is symbolically significant. Okay, whether we're seeing again Bismano, which means on day thirty, so it's the previous month was a short month, or whether or not these are the same meaning even though if it was not a short month, by day 31 you know which day is Rosh Chodesh, you don't need this it will obviously be Rosh Chodesh, but you know, again, to emphasize the sort of the fact that we, the people or you know, we are the ones designating the calendar, you want to do that act even when it's self-evident which day is Rosh Chodesh look, it's also self-evident which year is the yoga year, if you've been counting 49 years, and nevertheless there's a mitzvah, The not just because you don't know it's to actually emphasize you are creating it and sanctifying it Okay, so here too, Benji's Ben so the Shamayim. No, if it was not if it was not seen in its time, it's a thirty day month, then you do not do it because already by uh, you know, objectively the next day is Rosh Chodesh um, and therefore you, there's no need for you to do anything to make it Rosh Chodesh. Okay. By the way, think about Shabbat, right? So show. So that's a Shamayim. That's it's gonna be Shabbos whether I say Kiddush or not. But there's an idea of adding to it a level of my sanctifying of it and designating of it. So that's the opinion of the Tanakham. Let's take a look at the Gemara. Roish be'sti minani Mili, Where do you get this idea that there's you say mikudas and the people answer? I'm a rebbechiah I'm a rebbe I'm a rebbe, I'm a The verse says, "I de Hashem el bnei So Moshe declared, not just mean communicated the laws, but declared the moadim. So Moshe represents the head of the court, right? The representative of the people and he is the one that first declares it to the people so he says Mukudash. alright everybody responds these are those days that you will declare them so and you already have to to the fact that Tikru is in the plural but the Gemara does another point Karida be Atem Asher Tikru Atem you should declare that the missing of a, you, What? Is it missing of no. Them? No, it's a plan word. You the people must declare. We the people. Um Moadai. So Yomru Moadai. Moadai. They should say it's my Moadim. So again, this idea of it's not just from above, the people themselves have to, you know, assid, uh, uh, you know, assent to what's declared and be part of this declaration. Um mikudash mikudash in the why twice tekziv mikra'e Mikra callings of holiness you know it's also like a way of saying Amain, right Amen, amen. mikudash Kudash, it just really you know asserts the sense of assenting oh it doesn't have a vav oh shkayach. okay I didn't realize that so, so Michael points out that asher Tam. it's not just a play the vav actually I and mean, it is still a play but the vav is actually missing that's right, right. So that's, thank you that's a nice point I didn't realize that okay so now the goes on. Um, so somebody to wanted to say, I don't know if this is Papa mice are true, but in the way we do the kiddush hakodesh, we say, um, "What's the line that we say?" Um, it says. um
1: here, Yeah.
0: All right. there. so those things the line, and cetera, because you know the idea people try to say that the idea of doing the Kiddush HaKodesh in the show is a type of a of a reenacting of the Kiddush HaChodesh the Birch uh, HaChodesh is a type of a reenacting of course it's not it's a few days before it's not the day that it would be seen but okay that's when everybody's in the show. so somebody declares it Rosh Chodesh Yom which is sort of like in place of right in, you know in, in place of the Mukudash M'Kudash the but somebody somebody wanted to say once it says Chaveim ko Yisrael V'Nomar Amein that that was like uh, first like like somehow indicating there's two stages it's Chaveirim and not Chaveirim Ko Yisrael and then Ko Yisrael <laughs> like different everybody is assenting to of course I don't know if it really works because the saying is Misha Shasanisi Mavoseinu it's not really about the acknowledging of it as Rosh Chodesh if anything that should have come after the person announces it but anyway you have this idea of it being announced and then everybody assenting to it of Tanya primo Omer now we have a particularly strange uh, opinion if it's a short month you do not sanctify it only if it's a long month you sanctify it I cannot begin to understand that Um, Rashi says that then it's like it doesn't need chizuk I don't know why it doesn't need chizuk anyway because maybe you already accepted the witnesses so accepting the witnesses make it clear enough I, that's a very very bizarre position I can't explain it um, now here's so that basically we're going to get all four possibilities okay we have two in the Mishra here are the other two so this one is you don't have to do it either way you accept the witnesses but you don't do this ritual act of nikachin you sanctify the years, the oval year, there's no act of ritually sanctifying, you accept the witnesses, and then it clarifies what is being done, now by the way, that is quite interesting, because, the absence of doing kiddush, first of all, you could just say like, you know, it's like, it's like just as a good way of the people acknowledging it, and just to practice, you know, what day, like it's informing the people, not only informing the people, but like sort of, um, you know, about like, um, implicitly uh, reaffirming um, or, re- or, or establishing the fact that you have the power to do it like if you get up and say Mekudash and everybody says Mekudash Mekudash you know it's sort of it very much sends the, inter- the message internalizes the message based into declares Rosh Chodesh that's their power to do it and so on by not doing it besides that like it's not a concrete event that people will now acknowledge as easily when they was Rosh Chodesh it, you would also think that it sort of a little bit undermines the power of Bacon. Uh, the argument though could be somewhat of the opposite the argument could be that uh, although I do think this is undermining the power bit that if you see what Basin is doing, is really just identifying what the astronomical realities are. Not that they are empowered to declare Rosh Chodesh. You know, they check certain evidence, but they then make Rosh Chodesh. No, they don't make Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is made based on the astronomical realities. They just clarify what those astronomical realities are, so then there's not going to be this act of mukudash Mekudash, because they're not the ones creating Rosh Chodesh. It's created naturally, based on the astronomical realities so that could be why he doesn't have them saying it but bottom line is the whole thrust of this entire Massachusetts is that no? Basing is in power. They can ignore the item if they want to. They can do it on a different day if they want to. You know. So do you really want to be not highlighting Basing's power and not doing this ritual of Makudash mikudash? So again, another very strange position here. Not as not as um, um, you know ironic as uh, as Plimos, but still a strange one that you would not have them do it at all. Amar um, Shmuel says Shmuel Sadok. We would like rebel Lezer that you only do it on a twenty nine day. Months, not on the thirty-day month. Amar baya apanan amitanina. We taught similarly. Ra'ul beisim v'chol Yisrael nechura edim below. He speaks lamar mikudas at shechashecha. So this is the Mishnah coming up. Not the, the Basin saw it and everybody saw it. It was like visible to the entire people. And they went through the process and they investigated the witnesses and they did not have the chance to say the magic words until it grew dark. So it's not Mekudash. It's not a 29-day month. It's a Mubar. That's a later Mishnah. So what are we going to infer from this? Mubar in Mekudash low. It says... That when you blew it, and now it's a 30 day month because you didn't do it in time, it, it, it says it's automatically mubar. It doesn't say something like, oh, you blew it, so now you have to be makadesh the next day. Right? Hareza shuhula makhar is what could have said. It doesn't say It says So you see that automatically, it's Meubar. You don't say the Mikudash on the following day. Okay, one minute. The message says Lo Meubar No, it had to use the phrase Harei Mubar. It couldn't say the phrase Yichashu Why not? I might have thought Hover So maybe it's so public that you are forced now to have to do it, even though you blew it and you didn't do it on day thirty. Maybe you'll have to. do um, Lolia Brewer. you won't make it a 30 day month because every, it's so obvious you have to accede to everybody's perception and you have to make it a 29 day month even if you blew it even if you miss the right day, Kamash Mulan, but no, you live with it and you make it a 30-day month. Now, by the way, okay, that's all very nice. That's shot of the Mishnah. Pshad of the Mishnah is you're stuck and it's a 30-day month. But what does that matter whether you use the phrase of Harei Zem or use another phrase of Yikha Jeshuhu Lamachar. So Rashi says that this is very important because this is going to be a little shocking to you. But this is also the position of Rambam. Rashi says, if it had said Shuhula you know how you might have interpreted that? You wait till the next day and the next day you do what? You sanctify... Which day? Right. The previous day. If they the said I might have read it like oh, everybody knows that the moon was seen today so even if we blew it and didn't get it done today maybe I'll wait till tomorrow and sanctify the previous day. Kamash Milan, therefore can't say you Yitay Shulamachar because that might have com- communicated that idea and therefore says Mububar to clearly communicate that no, you blew it at the 30 day month. Now, you could say according to Rashi that means that okay, Kamash Milan is you can't sanctify it late and do it retroactively. But Rambam actually rules and we'll see this possibility coming up in a later Mishnah that it actually is possible on a later date to retroactively sanctify an earlier day yeah. that on day 31 <laughs> you could retroactively sanctify day 30 they okay, presumably assuming that the witnesses are telling you that, and so on. So anyway, that's why it had to say Zen mutubar. Okay, but bottom line is it's not clear how we rule from the Mishnah. But the claim is that we rule like Rebbe Lezer, Reb Shimon, that you only Reb Reb that you only do it on you only do and Kudash on a third on a twenty-nine day month, not a thirty-day month. Yes,
1: so, Shami seems to think that you would say even for a, a thirty-day after thirty
0: days. Yeah, I mean the the the, the uh, discussion is not closed. Okay, that was just a um, debate in the Tanaim. it's still a debate of how we actually. I do, was
1: Something similar, and it's strange that on the thirtieth day you don't say mikudash, meaning ayom, mm-hmm. right? The same way that they didn't want to say nothing with the masuot,
0: right? So
1: right? Ways, why is it completely parallel
0: in the mind of the gemara? Well, it, it does. Well, according to R' Pesach, it is completely parallel. You do Makudash on day if it's a thirty, if it's a twenty-nine day month, and not a thirty day month, which exactly parallels what they would do with the uh, with the uh, torches, mm-hmm. right?
1: So what if you, you to speak, if you can say you so it's a move bar, it's a thirty-day mark. Yeah. Why not make the announcement on the thirtieth day? I agree,
0: but on the other hand, you don't need basting now; it automatically, it's automatically. If twenty-nine, if so for
1: the purposes of publicizing to the population,
0: right? So the publicizing can happen at, apart from the ritual of ah, setting the date.
1: Uh, no, just get the word out. No? Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Get
0: the word out without doing the ritual. Okay. 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 Now going back to testing the witnesses and exactly what they saw so without getting into astronomical details we get into other questions about about we get into the the fact that they were testing them and what they would use to test them so let's take a look. So uh, images of the moon, Rebbe Gamliel would have in his. Now this is not this is Rebbe Gamliel of Yavne, not Rebbe Gamliel of Hazaken, um, in on a tableau and like you know and in a, and on the wall in his attic. Shebehin mar'ehet yotot. He would show the uh, the lay people. Omer it's like when you go for your eye, for your eye exam. <laughs> <laughs> like this? Or like this? doesn't look better. I can't get that. Anyway, so he would ask them, it's a lot easier to show with pictures than it is to describe with words. Okay, so the Gemara says like this, who means sorry, since when are you allowed to have images of the moon? <laughs> the verse says, <clears throat> you shall not make with me so we'll see what that means. Do not make like those things that attend to me. Those, my my attendants. Presume the celestial bodies. Don't make images of the celestial bodies. Yeah. Um, rabbi, rabbi says no. The only thing you're not allowed to make are things that are attend to God, as it were, that are really replicable. You can't make a moon. You can make a model of a moon, but you can't really make the moon. So what are the things that are really replicable? like we taught in the Braysev. Lo adam, bayis tavnit tavnit ulam, you should not make your house to look like the heichal, like, the, uh, like in the Beis Mikdash, Or you should not make your uh, your portico, to look like the ulam, which was the, uh, at the entrance hall to the heichal. You should not make your courtyard to be the exact parameters of the temple courtyard. And you cannot make a table, your table, to look like the Shulchan in the Beis HaMikdash. Or your candelabrum, like the menorah. What you could do is You can make a menorah five or six or eight uh, uh, arms. So um, and, but of seven arms, you cannot make them even of other metals, even if it's not gold, because, because okay, is, right? pres- well, presumably the same shape, but that's always a question, of how similar are we talking about, presumably those are the same shape, there's some, one Achron that wants to say, you know, the old question the base Joseph asks, which is, why is Hanukkah eight days since the oil itself could have lasted one? The miracle was only seven days. Mm-hmm. So, what somebody says, oh, because they did, because Yadda yeah, did seven days, and you would have had, with the let making a menorah with seven uh, arms. So, Shrew therefore, all over America have a Right. Or, or, or. I know, I know.
1: There's a menorah in the carno. All
0: right. So, well, let me read it, and then we can talk a little more. One minute, one minute. Let's just read a little bit more. So, thing. even of other metals, because the menorah itself could be made of other metals, not only metals, you can't even make it out of wood the menorah was once made out of wood when they entered into the temple in and they didn't have the, the, the menorah had been stolen or, um, and therefore they had a remake of menorah and they made it out of wood spears so you see you can make it out of wood they said back to him no you want to bring approved proof from there those weren't wood those were iron spheres and they were covered with lead so therefore maybe they looked a little bit wooden they were dull metal um, and, but they were not wood but a menorah has to be out of metal Heshiru, and once they got richer, they assume shokheset, and they made him silver. and eventually they made them out of gold. So they, that's the debate: whether menorah has to be out of out of metal, or can it be even out of wood? By the way, Tosus points out: took a look at Tosus shvudim shal How the kari le shvudim? Why are called you know spears, poles? prachim Because all of the ornamentation that the jar demands from menorah is only if it's gold. If it's not gold, then you don't need that ornamentation, which means on the flip side that it's easier to, trans, to transgress this prohibition of making a replica oh. because all you really need is you know seven and again by the way Michael your issue about the shape if they just put seven spears in the ground right that's not the shape in the Torah now the bigger question is it's not one unit so how would like can you have seven separate spears but anyway but this then becomes the question of that doesn't have to look exactly like they did it in the temple it has to be something that could presumably qualify for the temple which makes it a much broader category of what exactly you know what exactly is considered a replica so this becomes a big issue for example when they made the whole you know temple model which they have in where the Holy Land Hotel right so how are you allowed to do that so we'll see in the end of a Gemara, this Gemara about a different thing that Gemara says lahavi asolahavinulahoros by right, a different concern maybe that's valid there maybe you could say it's so small it's not usable that's a model if it's not, not life size right every kid that does a, a, a partial project on uh, you know on truma and whatever and goes and makes little models of the, of the thing. So that's also one thing that if it's not like usable. Um, the question about like the uh, temple uh, people, um, what's the name? The, the uh, temple institute, you know, I think I told you this story before about the big baker who does. I once said to them, how, how do you make, make this stuff? Replica. What about the issue sort of making a replica? And they said to me, it's not a replica. <laughs> 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 We're going to use this. But I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Do Orthodox still <laughs> have seven candles and seven armed menorahs? I don't, I don't think Orthodox still have that. Uh,
1: Mm-hmm. Them in many
0: orthodox really, seven yeah. arms? Yeah, interesting.
1: With, not with candles, but
0: with uh, incandescent lights usually.
1: Huh. Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. You know, every 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 Mordorican scholar goes to Beit Alpha. And they have super awesome mosaic right. floor. Right. Ah, you see, they incorporated you know idolatrous imagery. So yeah. this writer suggests that the that that this public in the service that they only not only has. Well, we're,
0: we're not done. This is one thing. We're going to keep on adding to the list of things you're not allowed to do. Right. So, wait. So, yes.
1: right now we're saying that it's okay to make the moon. Yeah. The, the correct. Whatever so, it is. correct.
0: But we're not done. So, the sta- the answer right now is as long as you don't make the things you can really make replicas of, like the base hamikdash, you're allowed to make them, and uh, not to worship, obviously, but to have them as images. But we're not done. So, the Gemara says, um, I don't get it. You like? You mean attendance? to God, you know, things that's related to God, that you, are not, you cannot make an exact replica of, it's allowed? Is that really true? So, do not make with me, those things with me, the things that my attendants, that serve me up in these celestial spheres, what does that mean? So, It's explicit. The celestial bodies, not just the uh, temple. You cannot make images of those. So, Amar Ba'yeh says a Bayi, but also Torah Eludimus Panim, The only thing you can't make is like the image of the Kruvim uh, that, uh, you know, Yechezkel saw, not Yechezkel, Yeshayahu saw, that had the uh, four, you know, faces to it. Pneachad Adam, Pneachad Echad Pneachad right? So the, only the, that celestial being is the one thing you can't do. Other types of things you can do. By the way, I should stop to note and uh, the temple issue is a little bit different than this. But the idea of is a different concern than what we normally, or it's, it isn't Avodah Zarah concern, but different than what we normally I think about. When we normally think about a vodazara, we think about an image of a different god, Zeus, and you're going to worship Zeus. Okay, but part of the Torah's concern of Avodah is trying to create something that represents God and worship God through that. So when, for example, the Torah says, pay careful heed that you did not see any image at Mount Sinai. unless <laughs> you make yourself an image what are you going to make an image of? Not of a different God. You're going to think that you saw something at Mount Sinai and try to recapture that and make an image and worship God as through that or that is a representation of God. So that's a, another type of a word as our concern. That was all yeah. question of whether that was Chet Egel, maybe. Not a different God but a way of embodying God. So these are the concerns of do not try to make images of those things that attend to me as a way of worshipping me. And that's how it is understanding this prohibition. But our body Abay- is limiting this only to that type of like celestial angel a very specific type of a thing just one minute so let's see what Gemara's answer is Ella Adiata says Gemara if that's true parts of Adam Likud history so then, it would be permissible to make an, uh, the uh, the face of a human. Alhamdulillah. Why we teach an call it mutarim. All you know, faces are permissible. Chutzmi except for the human face. Now, by the way, that bright, uh in its initial location is in the context of keeping a vessel that was discarded that you found, and whether you have to be concerned that it was this is done for ornamentation or done for worship. But Tosa says, and we're not going to get into the details. But here, the Gemara is assuming that it's also related to the issue of making. So you can make faces of Animals, but you cannot make the face of a human. So, according to you, if right, why is it only you said only the uh, the four faced uh, angel is prohibited? So, why is a human face prohibited? So, I heard from a uh, sort of teaching, Rota Sun Iti, another drasha that excludes a human face, Rotasun Oti, do not make me so why is the human face, human face maybe because well no because presumably because of Tzalem so making the image of the human and the face really represents the human you know our, our, our human distinctness so the human face is a representation of God a representation of something created but Tzalem that's thats a very powerful statement in the Gemara um, but now what you have is you cannot make the things that are replicas of the temple. You cannot make the heavenly angel that is described in the beginning of Yeshayahu four faces, and you can't make a human face. But sun, moon, and stars, that's still okay. Now, somebody is going to ask, one minute, if you can't make a human face, then why do you have to tell me I can't make the four-faced angel since one of those faces is a human face? So Tosa says well let's say somebody else had made the human face and you now want to take it and finish making the other three faces that you can't do either so but it does become a little superfluous to prohibit that but we are limiting it to human temple and a very particular type of angel all other things would be allowed presumably the question is
1: you know we're seeing making human faces very different than like painting it versus sculpting it okay right. that's
0: an excellent question yes. which I, I am excellent, excellent, question, chef excellent chef. question excellent question so that is discussed you know not here a little bit Tosis alludes to it there's other which discuss it more at length and that is a big big question um, L- Lamasa about whether we're talking about two dimensional or three dimensional some want to say that the because well, we're going to get around to making it a problem of drawing the celestial you know the sun and moon and stars and some want to say that because we only see it as two dimensions is prohibited to, draw, to, br- to do even two dimensions whereas the human face that we see in three dimensions is only is, is to do two dimensional would not be a real representation would be allowed okay of course the thing is is that as we know traditionally Jews have been much more reluctant to draw a human image even two dimensional than they have been to draw like a picture of a sun you know what happens I mean here right over here have I been over on this isser you know 10 times right now your kid comes home with a little picture right you know are you telling me that I can't do this right there you
1: go I was just over on
0: Lotasuni tea okay. that's the 11th that's the 11th what? that's the 11th oh the 11th of era oh a 10 over here right anyway so that's a real question what a two dimensions three dimensions and how much of a representation is considered a representation so anyway let's read a little bit more in the Gemara okay um, so, but now we only have humans a particular type of angels and the temple okay so the Gemara says like this Shai shamashimishari one minute are other attendants permitted the hatani we turn and rise so lotasuniti lotasun can miss shamashimishimishimle from tomorrow those things that attend to me up in the spheres and the, the celestial spheres kagon the uswapin bihayusakore kumahe hatarit so all images of angels are forbidden like if if you know what those how those look but okay Amar amarbaiye fine we'll also to el shamashimsha madur he Fine, but all those are on the upper, you know, the, the highest sort of uh, celestial sphere. Those are forbidden, the angels. But the things in the lower spheres, like the, you know, the planetary bodies and the sun and the moon and the stars, those aren't a problem. All right. So now it's not just the four-faced angel; it's all the angels. But we still don't have the sun, moon, and stars. So the Gemara says, "The Shabbat Since when are the those things in the lower sphere permitted? By time we turn the Asherba Shamayim, it says right, Asher Shamay Mima, Ashebas Mitahas, right? Um, so that's in the Asir Hadibro. That's the Rota Suniti is after the Asher Hadibroth, right? The uh, in the Asir Hadibro, right, Ashebashamay Mimal is like, you know, is uh, is about Elohimachirim, right. Okay? So the Ta' Lodas Al but the right after Elohimachirim. it's a very different context. Until now, these are things associated with God. This is a positive that is much more anchored in worship of other gods. So let's see what the Gemara does with it the sun and the moon and the stars and the consolation the heavenly angels so you see it's all us. now now that in the context of doing it for the purpose of worshipping them again rooted much more in zarah. that's of course that's why that's forbidden but just for like you know just for art that's not a problem so the Gemara says one minute Ela of Dham, Afilashil Sho If it's to worship, then anything is forbidden to make, even like a little worm. Ain't a Khanami, you're right. Tanya, Asher Bharat, Larabos Harimbao, Yamin Binahrote, Afikim Bigot, so all these various types of, you know, mountains and valleys, etcetera, rivers and oceans, Metachas below, Larabashil even a tiny little worm. So river uh, so anyway so every sh- yeah you're right that pasuk is not limiting it to angels and to sun moon and stars if you look at the end of his rush, or you look at the end of the pasuk it's saying don't make anything ok so we have something rooted in our votazar which is don't make anything with the purpose of worshipping it but we have these other things which are don't make things connected to God even if you're not intending to worship it just because it is too much like it's you know it's too close for comfort even if it's, it's monotheistic it, motivated, if, right? not only monotheistic motivated but even if you're not intending to worship it right. I just want to have a bust of a, of a of a human I just want to have this it looks nice even if it's purely for aesthetic and artistic reasons if it's too close to God it is you know it's like a type of a biblical Xrah or it's too much will be understood as an embodiment of God even if your intent is not to worship it okay so r- well so <laughs> if you're <laughs> if, so if you are not Okay, so where are we up to? To make something to worship, obviously everything is forbidden. That's making an idol. To make something not to worship, but you cannot make things that are seen as too close to God. But right now, the only thing we've forbidden is angels and human beings and things related to the temple. Angels and human beings, but we're still good about sun, moon, and stars. But we're not done because the Moshe like this. You mean just but since when is just making celestial bodies permissible, even not to the purpose of worshiping it do not make those bodies that worship, that, that attend to me. So finally, linked to the Pasuk, which we have been saying is not about worship, it's just about making, it says explicitly, do not make things like the sun and the moon and the stars. So how can you make it? So the Gemar says, All right, he got other people to do it for him. Right, he says, non-Jews, right. Okay, so it's not for him at his Oh, it's not for him to make, so I've got somebody else to make it. So the Gemar says, um, Zaha, Rev Yehuda, Dachem Masulah. Wait a minute, had similarly had something that was made, other people made for him. He had a signet ring that had the human, uh, uh yeah, face on really it. Um, the Amr Leish and she said to him, Rev Yehuda, Rev Yehuda, like sharp one. So of you know, uh, uh, rub out its eye. You know, you should ruin the image so it doesn't look like a full human image. That becomes this whole other question in art: Can you make a human image if it's not completely complete? Maybe if the, one of the ears is covered with hair, you don't see all parts of the image. How much does it? You know, at what stage is it really considered to be a full image? Anyway, okay. Anyway, as you can imagine, this Gemara is a highly, highly relevant Gemara for you know all these things we've been talking about. Anyway, I mean, you know, for owning things for making things for art all those issues anyway you see that somebody else made the ring and he wasn't allowed even to own it that it should look like a human image so the Gemara says no and now we introduce the idea of three dimensional there if you didn't make it the only issue about owning it is that people will think it's an object of worship The basic problem is making. Don't make something close that's like connected to God. That's like making an idol, even though that's not your intent. But owning it, if it's only artistic, is okay. But if it's three dimensional, there's a problem, a rabbinic problem, that people might suspect you of worshiping it. To the like we taught in the Breista, now we're going to ask for how about Reverend Leo. was his thing two dimensional or three dimensional we'll get to it if you have a ring that the, the the signet part the seal what, what is that called the part that makes the, uh, in, the, uh, the uh, image anyway the, seal, the signet part is protruding the uh, what I don't know, I made it up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Asur, what? Signet. Signet, right. Asur, you can't wear it because now you have a three-dimensional human face and, but, because people were suspected of you worshipping it, but you can use it to sign, to, to make your impression in because the impression will be, will be indented. So that, right, if this is protruding, the impression will be indented. You can use it for that, but you can't wear it. But that's interesting because it also sounds like if you're using it to make an impression, you are owning it it's just that wearing it. Anyway, if it's indented, you can wear it, because people. It's not, it's not protruding, but you can't use it to make, to sign in, because then you will make a three-dimensional image. So now what we have said is that if it's three-dimensional, as long as you didn't make it, you're okay, but there's a problem of people suspecting you. So now we're going to have to talk about Rav Gamliel. By the way, the thing of the ring might show that it's not just owning it, but owning it in a way that you're connected to it like it sounds like you as long as you don't own as long as you don't wear the ring you're okay but anyway so
1: far the issue though so far the basic issue at this point in making things is on artists and not on
0: collectors right so now the Gemara said umi haishinan are we're we really concerned about being suspected shafi a show that was called shafi If some people understand it means that it was like that they like uh you know cleared out the rebel and 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 and, 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 rebuilt, it. and rebuilt it or maybe there's even an <coughs> understanding that they used the stones from the temple in the base of Nikdash to be to build it that were transported and they built it with those stones anyway there was a temple in Nardav the on Darta there was a statue not a, you know, not a statue for artistic purposes and all these great rabbis went there and they prayed there nobody was suspecting they weren't concerned that people would suspect they're worshipping it and they're actually going into a house of worship and they're not concerned about suspicion Gmar says no Rabim Shani place that's open for the masses like if everybody is there nobody's suspecting because like we all know what we're doing here and I would never be worshipped if I'm going to worship an idol I'll do it in private I'm not going to do it in front of all you guys so that's not a context where there's a concern of chshad. so now the Gmar says Rabim Leo Yochidu one minute Rabim Leo was not doing his thing in public he had a private you know meeting with the witnesses so, the, so again, the Gemara interestingly assumes that presumably that these are three-dimensional. Why did the Gemara says, say Rebbe Gamaliel wasn't three-dimensional? Mm-hmm. So here's where Tosa says, well, maybe the sun and moon and stars, because they appear two-dimensional, maybe it's a problem even two-dimensional for those. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the Gemara could have said Rebbe Gamaliel maybe had, had two-dimensional, not three-dimensional. But anyway, but that's just speculation. the Gemara is saying, why did Rebbe Gamaliel able to do it? He was an individual. No, he was a Nazi who was Shrihi Gabe. No, you know, he was a Nazi. So, Eddie, his house was an open public space, and therefore there was no concern of chashad. E by same, and if you want, you could say, Maybe it was something that was of, uh, you know, different components that you would put together. By the way, that is assuming three-dimensional, right? So for whatever reason, against those, you don't have to say it was two-dimensional and still a problem. You could say the gemara is assuming three-dimensional. But since it was something that you would take apart and put together, presumably that would not be a context of an object of worship. Of course, the funny thing is if you're taking apart and putting together, you're sort of like making it.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, the Ibai Sema, if you want, you could say at least of it. He did it in order to, for, you know, educational purposes, to conceive, don't learn how to do like they do. You can learn in order to understand. Now the question is, what is that answering? Is that answering why biblically you're allowed to make it, even though it's prohibited, you can do it for educational purposes? Is it answering the biblical problem? And he actually didn't make it himself? Or we back to the idea that somebody else made it, but this idea that if it's educational purposes removes the rabbinic concern of chshad. So there's a lot of things that obviously have yet to be resolved. I do want to say one thing about the chashad issue, which is, you know, why are we allowed to own, uh, like, little uh, dolls, you know, G.I. Joes or whatever, those types of things. You know, why isn't that initial Rav well, Rabbi Yosef says, why can you have, like, you know, busts of, uh, of, of faces? And he says, oh, we're not, you know, in, in Iraq and all the Saudi lands, you know, all these wealthy Jews would have busts made of them and nobody ever said anything Okay, maybe because they were the wealthy Jews, but okay. (laughs) Anyway, he says he basically wants to say that if it's all based on chashad and you didn't make it maybe even things that the Gemara says fall in the chashad category in our contemporary circumstances and you know would not necessarily be chashad nobody has choshed you for worshipping your G.I. Joe you know so therefore that raises interesting questions about owning art even three dimensional representational art right where exactly what, how exactly chashad plays out nowadays in the area of ownership but the biggest problem is the issue of making Making it, and uh, particularly making things that are of human form or of these celestial bodies, and uh, you know, Rav Cook has a famous letter to the Batalla Institute about the human form. But this, uh, just to me, like I said, you go, you know, you bring home something from second grade that looks like this. Why isn't that a prohibition? Right mm-hmm. again, maybe it's three dimensional, you know, but that is, is the only mm-hmm. issue. But exactly what constitutes an image of these is still a little is still an open question. Okay.
1: Simple, yeah,
0: well, but that be. But